Hey, hey, cool kids. Thank you for coming to episode 35, a bonus episode, just like last week. I interviewed two bands at South by Southwest, including Yardak, which this feature is going to be all about. Last week, I posted the conversation I had with Wetleg, and these are two of the hottest bands coming out of the UK right now. The Yard Act from Leeds over in England. They're part of what's sort of known as the post-punk movement in England right now. I don't quite hear it that way, and as I was saying in the interview, their rhythm section, meaning bass and drums, definitely don't sound post-punk to me. I first saw them live through a live stream last year because they couldn't be playing in person and I was really impressed with them. I thought they did sort of separate themselves from others in that category. I got together with them one morning at South by Southwest after seeing them play the night before. They had a great crowd reaction and it was one of the very best shows I saw at South by. Good guys too, as you're about to hear. It's Bruce Rave here in the lobby of the Marriott with uh, the band that has put out, I think, one of my very favorite albums of the year so far. Very high on the list is The Overload. I am speaking with Yardak. Listeners to my radio show know that I play something from the album just about every week. We have lead singer James. We have bass player Ryan. We have guitar player Sam. We have Jay on drums. And all you guys are here. Great to see you. Thanks. Yeah, cheers, Bruce. Yeah. This is your, your first time at South by Southwest. What is your take on it so far? It's pretty good. One thing I've been surprised by is how many rules there are in Texas. I was not expecting this. You can't cross the road. You can't hold a beer. There's, there's several things you can't do with beers here that in the UK it's like mandatory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's meant to be a libertarian utopia, uh, Austin, isn't it? But it's not really uh, It's not really holding holding up to that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been brilliant. We should though, clarify been... we are also having a good time. Yeah, we're just went deep on slagging off Texas immediately. <laughs> good time. Good food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Texas, and you know, it's Austin is nothing like the rest of the state, as right. you've been probably yeah, hearing. Yeah, there, there's yeah, some yeah. Um, pretty crazy politics going on in yeah, yeah. in the in the state of Texas. How about getting into the states, testing uh, visas, and you have a pretty extensive tour, including Coachella, when you get out to the West Coast. Yeah. How was getting in? Did you guys have to go through a lot of red tape, like a lot of UK bands did? I think it was quite quite all right. Yeah. Yeah, just mm-hmm. had one visa interview and a test the day before. It's fine. Yeah, fine. yeah. Uh, they, they're not knowing. Again. Yeah, they're not knowing like just wait, having to wait to find out if there's going to be a problem and then it being like last minute. Like you had to go down to London at the last minute to prove you weren't uh, someone evil trying yeah. to get into America. Yeah, yeah. They took one look. I think they just took one look at your passport <laughs> photo and decided they'd best check you out. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's not. It's been fine. And yeah, you had to do one test. To, you have to get a negative test to, to fly but that's everywhere so yeah. that's like that's just what it is at the moment but yeah it's good it was after like last year and having to you know do it online last year and that and obviously like you were saying Ryan you've nearly made it out to South by with previous bands and that for like a couple of yeah, years yeah. and then never quite sorry yeah yeah never been yeah, yeah, it was all right. The hardest part about getting in was just, just the financial side of it. It just cost fucking thousands and thousands of pounds. But uh, yeah, the process has been uh, been fine. Yeah. What is your take on the United States as you come over here? I, I think you know from everything I heard, you had a very successful UK tour. And by the way, your album I was reading, the highest debut vinyl album 
like basically in years right yeah, so this, you know this, uh, this century apparently uh, this century which is pretty amazing congrats on that yes. what what is your what thoughts do you have on on the u.s and in your mission here yeah well it's just so much bigger it's just uh it's just such a vast and different place I don't know how well we'll fare in the long run. I don't know how big we'll get. I don't know if any everything we do will connect with a wider audience. I just know that it's like sort of having the funds to go and have a nice holiday and play some shows. And, there's, and if we can afford to keep coming back because it seems like we're building on something, then I'm always up for that. But I you know bands do. I was talking to uh, we were playing with like uh, we played with Gustav yesterday. You know those yeah. and uh, good and band. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I've got a t-shirt on. Uh -huh. yeah. And they just toured with Idols, and I, I was just like, oh, like what, what kind of cap do Idols do out here? And they're like, well, it was like they they were doing like a smaller tour this time. They do like two thousand cap rooms, and I was like. Oh, right, so bands can do all right out here from the UK still. I don't yeah, know whether we'll yeah. do that much, but yeah, I want to keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. And you, you mentioned idols, and, and this kind of brings me, and I know this, this comes up a lot with you. You know, ever since we started seeing bands like Idols and Fontaines, I've been coming up with, a, I came up with my own. I call it the mini British guitar band invasion, right? Oh, and, and I've been asking people in the UK, what are you guys calling it? And they finally started coming up with an answer, maybe a little over six months ago, whatever, post-punk. And especially, I, th I think, on the rhythm section side of things. I understand you guys being in that category. I think it's great. It's a hot category right now. You, you've said, I, I believe as, as well, that you, as your music evolves, you probably will become separated from that, from that term, that, that category. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good because it just makes it tangible and shorthand for people. And there are, yeah, there's definitely a sort of trend coming out of the UK. Um, but I think, I don't just think us, I think every band is slowly moving away from that and evolving, you know, Fontaine's, their new stuff sounding completely different. Uh, well, not, no, it's subtly different. They're just subtly moving away from it and developing and changing. And, you know, it was, I mean, that new Black Country, New Road album, like you can see they're evolving and we'll see what like dry cleaning and, 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 and bands do. Like the term is fine with me, but um, it is a catch-all term. It's a shorthand reference to make it easier to understand like the term reggae exists for a reason uh, and you can know what it is by its defining features but it doesn't all sound the same you know so uh, and yeah subgenres form and splinter and uh, yeah maybe we'll do a dancehall record next <laughs> <laughs> well one of the things that excites me and I lean I play all kinds of what the American definition of indie with which is broader hot chip could be an indie band for yeah, example yeah, yeah. hookworms would be considered indie oh quickly I, I want to get back to that thought but uh, one or two of you have been on the hook hookworms is that yeah that's 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 good stuff as well yeah, and I wanted to make the point I'm seeing a whole lot of excitement just for new music maybe more than we've had in a few years yeah. wet leg yeah, great yeah, yeah. story right and, and the bands we're talking about here I, I think it's uh, I think it bodes very well for this category whatever we want to call it you know that you guys are part of doesn't hurt having Elton John going very public with his love of you guys too you know yeah yeah, yeah. shout out to Elton if he's listening sorry I missed your call the other day uh, oh he, he I was gonna ask if you guys had spoken yeah well he keeps leaving me voicemails I keep missing him because he's uh, 
because well, you're rubbish with your phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say that, I'm always on it. <laughs> I'm staring at it, so I miss any phone call. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's amazing. Elton, Elton's been really helpful with his support, and we're all, you know, big, big Elton John fans. So um, really appreciate it. And yeah, looking forward to meeting him. He said he wants to take us out for dinner, so. Yeah. Hopefully we can meet up with Elton, and then he's playing in Leeds next year because he's on like his giant farewell tour yeah. at the moment, which kind of right. got postponed because of the pandemic. So he's still in the middle of that, but he's he's finally hitting Leeds Arena next uh, next June. So I'm going to drop him a message see if he can get us in, and then maybe we can take him to like for a pie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Non-alcoholic in his case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a steak and no ale pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James. I've been wanting to ask you too. I, I know a little bit about your background as the band was coming together. Some of the stuff you were doing, including the support work you did with someone who's become one of your best mates. And this is a guy who had had a brain injury, cerebral palsy. Yeah. I would think that probably impacts your lyrics a little bit either indirectly or indirectly um yeah yeah that that i kind of fell into that role and um i'd never done that work before i was teaching music at like a community space and he came along to like an open day there and i ended up we sort of had a connection and i ended up having lessons with me and then i ended up falling into that role his family invited me to do that and his whole family became like really close friends and they still are and I still see him and his family like uh, every every couple of weeks uh, when I'm not when we're not on tour I pop round to see him I think doing that job did did probably change my life and my outlook and when I was younger I was always uh, I always felt really trapped and frustrated by jobs that I, I wanted to do jobs that I felt were like worthwhile and not just making money for some company you know, I was really struggling with that, and that, and that used to sort of get me quite quite down when I was sort of working in a call centre or whatever, because yeah. I knew I was just you know getting treated like shit on the phone and generating a load of money for some you know giant department store by let by being complained at for hours on end. But when that job came around, yeah, I, it just helped me understand perspective that wasn't my own, and um, I think it's it's you know you get to do a you got to do to get by you not everyone gets to choose but i'm grateful that i got to do that job for so long and i'm well i'm just really grateful i've i met i met arthur and his family because they are yeah they're amazing and uh yeah there's not one way to there's not one way to live and there's not one way to look at the world yeah so about your lyrics, one of the things that has struck me, well, first of all, you've also made the comment, which is very interesting, because the first impression I think people are going to get is, oh, they're very political. But you've said it's not about politics, it's really about people. And you've also injected humor, I think more humor as you've come along, which probably is the best way to reach people anyway, right? Yeah, I think so. And it's kind of, an, the humor is probably an extension of, I think most people probably are quite humorous but then bands often uh, remove that from their music for uh, fear of being exposed as less serious or for whatever reasons but humor has always been a coping mechanism for me and this band I'm sure Ryan and Jay and Sam would agree is largely founded on humor uh, not just in the writing process just in how we get through the day Uh, (laughs) it's largely just gags (laughs) 
Because that's important. That's how all the friends I've made are the people that make me laugh. They're always the people that have stuck around in my life, you know. And yeah, politics uh, politics is important, and politics is people, and people is politics, you know. But uh, the politics and democracy don't exist without people. But I think there are happenings uh, that have happened probably since the dawn of the internet and uh, social media and online presence and a representative like trying to find a finite version of who you are like uh, that's not that's not real and, and it isn't flawed like we all are i think that has caused politics to become very uh, territorial and almost like binary in terms of how yeah. to live and uh and Very black and white. Yeah, and it, and it's not. It's really complex. And uh, the the other thing is that we, you know, it feels like we're at a point in human history, as long as humans exist, where you know, with what's going on in Ukraine, with with the climate crisis, like we 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 feel like time is running out, and there's this fear and this panic to change and save the world immediately. But that's not how it works. We can't undo where we've got to in a day. No. Um, so the shift is slow and you, you know the future's unwritten and uh, I don't I definitely don't have the answers and I definitely would never tell people what to think I hope people come to their own conclusions but yeah we're quite you know quite left wing <laughs> and that's quite self that's quite obvious yeah um, yeah just trying not to yeah yeah it's a hard question but it is about people you know and uh Nothing is set in stone, and people change, and people learn and understand at yeah. different rates, and come to their own conclusions when they come to them. You know, you guys are doing a lot of interviews, including one just before, one after this one, and it was just part of what you got to do over here, and probably be doing it the whole tour. And you get asked a lot of the same questions. I'm sure people want to mention Elton, for example, and his life, or whatever it is, and all the stuff you guys have been doing. Is there something that you wish people would ask you? that you don't get to talk about? I mean, because you guys have a lot to say in your music anyway. <clears throat> I think being asked the same questions again and again is all right. I think it's part of like what it is to be a performer. It's being able to <laughs> just do the thing again and again and again uniquely for everybody, you know oh. what I mean? So it's fine, yeah, yeah. Ask us about it again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get to see you guys in LA. I'll ask. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do a part two. I know you guys have to run. I'm not getting the signal yet. Let me ask you real quickly. Um, I'd love to just maybe a quick summary. I'd love to have you talk about a couple of the songs and what they mean. Maybe the first to begin with. Maybe the first couple songs in your set last night, which I loved. Thought it was great. Uh, you opened up with Rich, and and I think if we talk about the tongue in cheek nature of what you guys do that that's a perfect example of it yeah well, that one's good live uh, it's quite different to the recorded version because again it was one that was built sort of in on computers during the lockdown and wasn't and then when we rehearsed it as a band it just sort of morphed into a, sort of its own noise rock thing mainly courtesy of sam and jay i think what those two do on that track lifts it to this whole new level of playing it live and it and yeah the wheels sort of fall off at the end yeah, I think there's there's a total like like a link between the lyrics and how we play it live as well. Like it's sort of as as everything starts to descend, the music sort of descends as well and just kind of yeah, all falls apart right at right at the end of the song. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's one of my favourites to play, I think. 
Yeah. I think it's a great set opener. And, and by the way, you had a great, I want to mention for anybody listening, you guys had a great crowd last night. One of the one of the probably best crowds I've seen so far in these couple days of South by Southwest. What about your title track, The Overload? Uh, yeah. I mean, have you got anything to say on that? No, song? no, no, no. Crack on. Yeah, I'm trying to explain that one. I mean, that's, yeah, that's like, I mean, yeah, The Overload is uh, everything happening at once. And, uh, and it's that's how a lot of people feel inside their own heads in in modern times i think and uh you know we wanted to uh, approach it uh, quite uh you know literally as uh, in terms of uh, you know piling as many words onto it as we could and piling as many sounds and uh, rhythms uh, onto the recording and just making quite an overwhelming song uh, but also kind of just you know i think it asks a question it just asks more questions rather than has any answers that song and i don't think that's a bad thing all the time but yeah it's uh it's fun that one yep yeah you know one of the things is that's true in life i think there's a lot more that we don't know than what we know right yeah yeah. yeah yeah i don't think that yeah when the, the fun is trying to is, is is striving to find out the answers to the big questions i think you know for sure i could go on a long time but i know you we're all on a schedule here south by southwest is insane it's really good to meet you guys and, and I, I just look forward to more stuff look forward to i'm not going to be able to be at coachella i've actually got a different trip ah, wow. but Good luck with everything, and I definitely look forward to connecting with you guys again. And you know, thank you so much for doing this. Cheers, boys. Thank you. And thanks once again to James, Sam, Ryan, and Jay of Yardak, to Ben and Rusty from Planetary, to Ali from Memphis Industries, the band's UK label, and of course to you for coming here to check out this interview. This is such a good band. If you have a chance to see them on their current tour, definitely check them out. You can hit me up through my website, GoDeepMusic.net. I would love to get your feedback on this or any other podcasts, all of which are accessible on Spotify. Of course, feel free to hit me directly at Bruce Rave on Instagram or Twitter. My normal Friday podcast will come in a couple of days, where within 20 minutes, because we keep everything really short and to the point here at Snippet FM, I will have probably four of the most important new songs this week that I think you're going to want to hear. Our website, snippet.fm, has all the different content we've got that's available for you. Thanks, as always, to our CEO, Tyler Russell, as well as our chief production officer, Steph Weaver-Weinberg. So until this next one, you got to keep braving on. <laughs>